This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. And welcome to On Target here on your VOCM. It is Greg Smith jumping in for Linda Swain today and giving her a bit of a break because she's been pulling kind of double duty, filling in for Patty uh, earlier in the week. But let's dive into a conversation, actually many conversations around an organization near and dear to my heart, Music NL. We have the CEO, Rhonda Toke Lane, in studio, my first in-studio guest, I think, in like two and a half years. So welcome into the studio. Thank you, Greg. It's <laughs> nice to be here. We've got a lot to talk about here today. So you want to dive right in? Let's do it. There is a lot to cover. Bill C-11. Talk about this for me because this is something that uh, you guys have been pretty steadily working on. It is, and we are just gearing up to launch um, what I'll call our summer campaign. Uh, And it's it's a lot. Uh, There's a lot going on in Bill C-11, so it's pretty complex. But I just want to touch a little bit about why Music NL Mm -hmm. and all of uh, the other music industry associations right across Canada, so every other industry association, is also supporting Bill C-11 and um, want to talk a little bit about why we're supporting that and why it's going to help, why we believe it's going to help our members. Yeah, for sure. Let's dive right into it. Give us some awesome. of the details. So we're expecting this bill to be back. Right now it's with the Senate Committee. We're expecting in the fall we'll see it move from there and then get back and hopefully um, be passed in early November. So we still got a little bit of time to kind of uh, advocate and explain why and, and, and chat about some of the things we want to see and why we're supporting this bill. But the first thing is for um, discoverability. So it's when we talk about uh, our artists and those working in the sector, it's not easy to get discovered as an artist. (laughs) You work in the business. It's tough, and there's so much you have to do. So we believe with with some of the, um, I guess, the language in Bill C-11, helping artists become discovered We'll just give them that new door to open. So that's one of the that's one of the first reason we support yeah. it. Big one. It's a big one, especially emerging artists. It, it's critical that they get heard, that they're played on radio. So we believe this will help. The second one, what we really like, is encouraging Canadian content. Again, um, all of our organizations right across Canada from coast to coast to coast, our job is to help artists craft and create original content. And that's what we do through our funding programs and helping them get to that next level. So we believe having uh, some kind of um, regulations and some guiding guiding points around ensuring that Canadian content is played is critical for, again, an emerging artist Mm -hmm. and Canadian. So we see that as a positive. The last reason we support Bill C-11 is really around the promotion of Indigenous and BIPOC artists. One of the things um, I noticed when I joined Music Now, which will be two years yeah, very next soon. month, yeah, yeah, two years already, time goes fast when you're having fun, is that we didn't reflect our community and that our newcomers and Indigenous and BIPOC artists, we had very few. We had a handful. We have now grown it to well over 40. We could be well over 50. So we've seen a substantial increase. So what we know is that um, we need to support these artists and, and get them um, seen and heard and create the stages. So that's the third reason we're supporting Bill C-11 is that increased promotion for 
for Indigenous and BIPOC artists. Just uh, briefly, I guess, for anybody maybe just tuning in, Rhonda, give us a little synopsis of what the C11 actually means, I guess, what, what it is in with right. the house, because there is some key things there, as you mentioned, that are important, but folks may not have heard of it until now. Yeah, so really, it's also known as the Online Streaming Act. So what they're saying, and, and let, let's, let's be really clear, this is focused on our bigger commercial uh, streaming acts, um, YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok. Yeah. Um, this same legislation actually went through many, many years ago with the radio stations, encouraging them to play more local content, create a space for emerging artists. So the, the radio stations and the Broadcasting Act already exist, and everyone's already playing by the, the rules, but these larger groups, such as YouTube and TikTok, yeah. really aren't a part of that. So this, the, this upgrade, I would say, is bringing us into the 21st century and, and saying to, uh, to these bigger companies, we also want you to play along the same kind of rules that we're all using, encouraging Canadian content, helping new emerging artists, and playing more BIPOC and um, Indigenous music. We don't see it as um, it's going to harm, and we've been trying to make sure as well that when, when a new act is being done, it's, it's really everyone around the table. It's better if we can take a both-and approach, not an mm-hmm. either-or. How right. do we work together to make this work for everyone so that the larger corporations, be it YouTube, are also contributing back to our local Canadian content? Yeah. So it's really about the online streaming bill, and that's what others have called it. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how this goes in the fall. Of course, we'll probably have to circle back with you uh, around that time, and it does get uh, through the Senate there again. Yep. Uh, speaking of, on this, obviously, a big advocacy piece for Music mm-hmm. & Now. we got Rhonda Tolk Lane joining us here on on Target today. Another advocacy piece for you guys uh, is uh, the new partnership with Canadian Live Music Association. This is pretty exciting. This is exciting. Of course, the Canadian Live Music Association uh, has done some tremendous work through COVID. They did an amazing job really lobbying and advocating for live venues. They launched a host of um, relief funding for live music venues and we saw many of our local live music venues, some on George Street, some in other parts of the province, avail of that assistance. But we're forming a new partnership through the regional, it's a regional advisory council so that the national body makes sure they have boots on the ground and know what's happening in Atlantic Canada and Newfoundland and Labrador. Amazing. It is really cool and uh, their CEO, Aaron Benjamin, uh, for anyone that's in the sector, they've probably heard of Aaron. Erin is a force to be reckoned with. She is phenomenal. So when, when she reached out um, to myself and my colleague in Nova Scotia, PEI, and New Brunswick to say, you know, we'd really like to have a stronger voice coming from Atlantic Canada's live music venues mm-hmm. to ensure when we're lobbying and advocating in Ottawa that we're not leaving out that voice. So we're super pumped. We're going to be actually reaching out within our membership to some of our live venues because we're looking for members of this committee and we're going to be looking for someone to chair it. And it's really as I said, to make sure Aaron at the national level knows what's happening with live venues mm-hmm. and whether it's the struggles they're having right now or the things that are going well so that we can be heard and, and be seen. So we're excited about this new partnership. That is amazing and great time for it to be happening. Obviously, live music is fighting its way back. It's mm-hmm. really go time for live music after a hard two years. It's been a, and it's been a challenging 
challenging two years. So all of the supports and advocacy and lobbying efforts we can give to anyone that owns their own live music venue, whether it's um, not-for-profit, for-profit, we're looking at the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. So we're we're really excited about this partnership. Yeah, we got some top quality uh, live music venues here. If you look at the First Light Performance Center, for example, I mean, the ship itself has been recognized time and time again as a live performance space. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this is fantastic. Very exciting stuff. And obviously, people will be able to, to check out a bit more about this through your website and everything else you guys are doing advocacy-wise through musicnl.ca. We're going to take a quick time out here on On Target. Lots of advocacy work, but lots of fun happening, too, within Music NL. There's a whole bunch of things going on that we can talk about here today, and we're just getting going with Rhonda Tolk Lane here today on On Target. We'll be back just after this quick timeout. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. And welcome back to On Target. Greg Smith for Linda Swain, and we are chatting with Music NL CEO Rhonda Tolk Lane today about a whole bunch of things. We just spent the last little bit talking about advocacy, and right now, something that is fresh and new with Music NL that you might have not have heard yet, uh, a new mental health scholarship named after a very cool guy that I've gotten to know over the last little while, uh, Jason Cole. Rhonda, tell us all about it. So this, as you said, Greg, brand new, just released today, so you're going to be hearing more about this and hoping it continues for as long as we can continue this but it is a brand new partnership with music nl the canadian mental health association newfoundland and labrador and lifewise formerly known as channel so we are launching the first ever mental health scholarship the jason call mental health scholarship for students in a music program amazing it's cool. So this, um, it, it's starting off small. So for now, it'll be a $500 scholarship. We're hoping to grow that through uh, partnerships and investment. But right now, it's a $500 scholarship for someone enrolled in any music program in our province or outside. They just need to be from New, li, a resident okay. of Newfoundland Labrador. So if they're attending a college program, a master's program, they're at Memorial, they're at the College of North Atlantic, or as I said, from here, attending a music program away, they can apply and tell us what they do with this $500 and how it would improve their mental health as they're studying and very flexible so they can use that as they see fit and something just to benefit them. Amazing. Yeah, but and I also wanted to talk a little bit about the link with Master Corporal Jason Call. Mm-hmm. So Jason had released uh, his own music several years ago, uh, several years ago um, his album called Stranger. And he really found that through that album and that project, it was a, a way for him to heal mm-hmm. through all of the his his experiences in serving in the mili- Canadian military. So it was it was really timely when Jason reached out to us and he had launched Stranger that we actually did something that would have a legacy, and that's how we launched our Master Corporal Jason Call Scholarship. It's amazing, and of course, great timing for something like this to finally be be out there, kind of a first of its kind thing, a mental health scholarship obviously is something that we've talked about and we've been increasingly talking about over the years but now more than ever coming out of the pandemic is something that needs to be top of mind and, and kudos to Music NL and all your partners for coming on board and, and kickstarting something like this because I'm sure folks are going to follow along and you might see more of these types of scholarships pop around. Yeah, well, it w- first we were partnering with the Canadian Mental Health Association and when LifeWise found out, they said, oh, we'd like to be a part of this and I think there, there are more and others that uh, probably contribute so we can grow the scholarship and maybe do multiple 
multiple scholarships because I know, I mean, helping one person will make a difference, mm-hmm. but there are so many people out there right now um, with dealing with different challenges um, as a student, you know, uh, pursuing their musical career that we just think this this will help in, in many ways. So we're really excited about this partnership and the scholarship. Yeah, you can learn more about it, by the way. Just go to musicnl.ca. It's all up there mm-hmm. as of today, fresh off the presses here today. We're talking about it out on target with the CEO of Music NL, Rhonda Tolk Lane. Obviously, uh, it's a busy summer for you guys, and I know you guys are doing a bunch of things with the Global Music Series and all that kind of stuff, too, at the rooms. Yep. And, and you got a bunch of other things coming up in August, which we can talk about. Uh, but I do want to just mention the play on Gower thing, because I don't think you and I have actually had a chance on air to talk about this yet. But this is a cool thing you guys are doing. It's rental space, right, basically? Exactly. That's yeah. what it is. So the um, Gower Street United Church had reached out, um, exploring just a potential partnership with us several months ago. And we're just noticing that they have this amazing space down there. Mm -hmm. And for anyone listening, have you been in the sanctuary? Um, Just the acoustics, um, the the vibe, everything about the sanctuary. Of course, that's just one of the spaces Mm -hmm. we have. And they thought a partnership with their local music industry association would be a good place to start. Of course, us having access to over 707 members. Mm-hmm. always needing space to practice, to perform, right. to put off concerts, just a place to connect. So we said, let's give this a try. So we formed a new partnership where Music NL does indeed rent um, space, whether it's the sanctuary, the lecture hall. Lecture hall is great for just yeah. uh, rehearsals. For sure. Um, yeah. We've had um, one of our members, uh, Jake Thompson, NL Now, use it many times for his shows <laughs> with uh, with all of his puppets. And it's just a great place if you need uh, a rehearsal um, or, as I said, a performance. We also have a meeting room and a commercial kitchen. So it's really a place for all your needs. Yeah. What what I like about the partnership is that, of course, um, as a Music NL member, you get a discount. Mm-hmm. It also opens up a new revenue stream for us so that we're supporting our artists with something they need and then the money gets put back into the pockets of artists through all our programs right. and services. So it's really a win-win for, yeah, for us. Yeah. Great terminology. Win-win for sure. Obviously you know rehearsal spaces aren't always easy to come by but if you're a member of Music and Elm this is uh, something that is available to you. I mean why not get, get on and I'm looking at it here on the website. I mean yeah I mean you were just talking about every piece of it there from the sanctuary to the meetup room, the lecture hall and That's even true. the kitchen. I mean <laughs> It's a win-win, musicnl.ca to check it all out, of course, if you're looking for that. Because as we mentioned a little while ago, I mean, the music scene is getting back up and on the go now. And then you're playing shows and you want to make sure that you get the, the cobwebs off after a couple of years of being home. So exactly. great spot to, to be. Uh, I do want to talk to you in a little bit about the music celebration week that is coming up that's been announced and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I did mention it, and I know your, your ears just perked when I mentioned the global music series that is going on at the rooms. I do want to give that a plug as well, because this is something that I think you guys only started just last year. Well received though and doing it again mm-hmm. this year. It was very well received, Greg. And one of the things we noticed about two years ago, early on in the pandemic, when we looked at Music NL and our membership, which has, uh, by the way, I mentioned, but grown in leaps and mm-hmm. bounds over the last two years, um, was the lack of, I would say, newcomer artists that just didn't know about Music NL. So if they were coming here for work, a lot of, a lot of newcomers coming to go to school just had no idea that there's mm-hmm. a music industry association so when we saw that we weren't reflecting the community we kind of did a whole we, we put the brakes on 
we partnered with the Association for New Canadians and did an audit and looked at, okay, how do we get the word out? What barriers do we have to break down? And what solutions? And the Global Music Series was one of the solutions. Um, our, our newcomer membership has now grown from about five to leaning towards 50. Amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, our partnership with the rooms and the Association for New Canadians has been has been amazing. So the Global Music Series, it just gives a stage for newcomers mm -hmm. to perform and share their music with Newfoundland and Labrador. And it's outside in the room's beautiful amphitheater. So every Wednesday night through August, you can catch this. And it's just, uh, it, it's beautiful to sit outside and listen to some different global music um, mixed with you know so um, many familiar <laughs> names all right i'm just going through what you guys have lined up for, for next month i mean yep. you're looking at like anna and eric of course who yep. people are f well known with and have had them on this station a number of times mm -hmm. um i'm just going through who, who we got black heritage nl that are going to be performing later exactly. in august and, and many many others on top of that but these are all people who've established themselves within our music community with the help of music nl yeah i hope i think i i hope we played a small role in connecting them mm -hmm. of course we have a connector program yeah. that is so Solely for uh, newcomers, so not only newcomers to Canada, but a newcomer to our province. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you've moved some, from somewhere else in Canada. Perhaps you've moved from Gander to St. John's. You still need to get connected. Yeah. So providing these valuable connections can just make a world of difference. And being there to listen and, and remove doors and clear the path. But you're right. Um, even I'm looking at our our hosts to the lineup. So every Wednesday night outside the rooms, um, we have, you know, we'll have three to four different artists performing in a very relaxed setting. What I loved about last year was, of course, the beautiful weather mm -hmm. um, and the family atmosphere. So there were kids running around and, and newcomers and locals and just just a mix of everything Newfoundland and Labrador now has to offer when we talk about reflecting a new community. What a great spot to put this off. You're bringing in, in newcomers and, and you know introducing them to a large audience outside of the rooms which is basically exactly. everything about Newfoundland and Labrador in, under one roof and yep. now you're adding adding in this new element which is just phenomenal stuff. Rhonda Toke Lane joining us here on On Target. We're up to another break but when we come back, uh, lots to talk about with the upcoming music celebration week in Cornerbrook this year. Uh, uh, celebrating 30 years as well. So we're diving into a lot of detail into all of that still to come on On Target here on your VOCM. Nutrition, exercise, keeping the cold at bay. Whatever keeps you feeling great, the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM. And we're back on On Target. Greg Smith along with Rhonda Tog Lane, the CEO of Music NL. We are talking all things Music NL because they have a whole lot of things going on at the same time. And uh, one thing that they are planning for right now, of course, is happening later this fall, October 26th through the 29th, out on the West Coast in beautiful Cornerbrook, the Music Celebration Week. And Rhonda, 30 years of this Music Celebration Week, and a lot has happened in those 30 years. So, so much has happened. Um, Music NL has seen so many amazing artists take flight, uh, the growth of new emerging artists, are traveling across the province. I still bang into people who, you know, remember certain stories about whether they were in Cornerbrook at one of uh, our uh, Music NL weeks or in Twillingate. Mm -hmm. A lot of talk about what happened in Twillingate yeah. and what people learned and the connections they made. So we're really just looking at building on the last 30 years and continuing to keep on going. Great move around, but we're 
were we supposed to be in Cordoba for this just before the pandemic, or then we had to postpone it before? And yeah, I think we were. I think yeah. we were getting ready to go, and it didn't happen. Yeah. And then, so as reset. we know, <laughs> complete reset. And then our our kind of getting back and getting started. Our first one that uh, during the pandemic was online, yep. and then we played it safe with the second one being in St. John's, just because we didn't know what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so now, right. hopefully, we feel we've got a good good sense of what's happening. That we're we're ready to take it on the road again. Yeah, for sure. And I yeah. know uh, for you, for example, you got to go to the East Coast Music Awards for the first time this year, but they were back in person. So, I mean, obviously from doing it at St. John's last year, going to the ECMAs, you guys are learning lessons anyway about how to navigate things these times. And exactly. you probably feel a lot more comfortable trying to move forward with something of this scale. You, we really do now, and I, I was talking with you know one of one of my colleagues this morning, and, and she's preparing for a big festival, and it's just funny now what everyone um, has in place, whether it's the plan A, the plan B, the plan C, and, and they're just ready to roll yeah. um, and, and turn on a dime. Yeah. So we've become not that we weren't always a resilient people because yeah. we have been, but even more so, I'm seeing my the event planners and people that are delivering these shows just knowing how to turn on a dime, and, and if they've got to change it up, they're ready to change it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think people are, are extremely planned uh, more and more these days. There's no doubt about it. Uh, August 25th is going to be the day that we get to know who's nominated yep. uh, for all of these awards, whether it's industry or music awards. And there has been some tremendous stuff put out in the past year for the eligibility period. Uh, I've talked to a number of folks, I'm sure, on Soundcheck that uh, that will probably end up on those lists. I'm excited to see who's going to end up there. And, and some maybe folks that I'll be introduced to for the first time, because that happens every year too uh, I find fun uh, new music around the province through these nominations but mm-hmm. great numbers of applications that have come in for this year we've seen an, an increase in both our music uh, award applications and our industry award applications which is, is brilliant of course um, one of the things uh, we've been doing and focus on over the last two years was growing the sector as a whole. Mm-hmm. So not only growing the musicians, because we have an abundance of musical talent, as, as if you, you live here or you're, yeah. you're familiar with the music scene, it's, every, it's an, in every nook and cranny. But what we did see was a lacking of the supports needed, and we're definitely seeing a growth in that. Mm-hmm. So um, we're announcing a few a new awards this year Amazing. that we never had, and we're just piloting because we're starting to feel the growth. So Greg, back in, I think it was 2018, we had a report done by BD and basically they outlined some of the supports that we were lacking whether it was labels managers producers um, sound techs we're seeing we're starting to see the growth in these areas so with growth we decided to launch some new awards. So for the first time ever, we will have a producer of the year. Amazing. Yeah, it's exciting. That is awesome. Yeah. We had in the past, we just kind of had an industry professional yeah, of the that's year. Right. But now where we're seeing growth in the very uh, specific categories, we're going to try to focus on them. Um, and hopefully we'll have in the future, you know, manager of the year, um, label of the year, joining our producer of the year. Right. So yeah. There's so many exciting. different angles, too. I mean, I think a lot of people uh, and I think like between you and I we've had to recognize the amount of people involved when it comes to the music business and different things that come up but with the pandemic and things shutting down people started realizing oh it's not just the person on stage performing it is the sound tech it is the stage manager it is the promotion person it is this person and it trickled down the line and people realized that more and more and those industries have certainly really grown uh, over the last number of years and uh, it is nice to see that that producer to your award would be on the table this year because there's a exciting. lot of cool producers around this 
problems right now. Uh, there's so many um, roles behind the scenes that you're right. The pandemic probably shone a light because when you realize when, when it, what it took to make things happen, it really has helped. So one of the roles, I believe, as a music industry is to make sure we shine a light on those mm -hmm. behind the scenes. And that's exactly what we're doing and seeing the growth. But And we need it all to, to be successful. Yeah. So our musicians need local managers, producers, promoters. We need that. And there, there are a lot... Um, here, uh, but sometimes we just didn't shine a light. Yeah. So get ready because the, the light, the light's coming, <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to shine that really bright and celebrate those that have achieved. Uh, like for example, I mean, I didn't know there was such a thing as a music supervisor, and, and what is a right. music supervisor? And now after I watch a really good film, uh, when they get to the credits, I'll see, oh, who was that music supervisor? Yeah. But you know, do our students in the high schools know? That's actually a thing. Yeah. You can be a music supervisor. And that's one cool thing, too. It's funny that you mentioned the high school thing because with these awards and highlighting these folks, it's going to spawn a lot of interest in things that people didn't realize wasn't available to them. So I love exactly. the fact that you're doing that. Were you able to share any numbers on how many applicants have come in? So as I mentioned, we're going to say we've got record-breaking numbers again, yeah. which is phenomenal looking at the last two years that we're, still, we're seeing people double down and actually get to work. So in total, we had 163 applicants, and that's not bad for anyone out there that runs awards yeah. you know sometimes it can be a real haul making sure you got all, all your sure. ca categories and, in here and the thing is with these awards too i mean we're, we're asking artists to submit their work so a lot of people aren't looking for that recognition like oh, i'm not going to bother with that but i mean we need we people need to do that, exactly right? yeah. yeah as we said it's, it's not a time to be humble and 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 our members answered the call so we had 163 applications in total 99 music award applications awesome. and 64 industry applications so really stellar numbers, and again, I want to give a shout out to anyone that volunteered to be a jury, a juror, because this stuff can't be done without our jurors, and we do recognize them, and we're able to compensate them a little, but it takes a lot of work for anyone that's been a volunteer or a paid juror to go through all these applications and rank them, so having, having that um, is an important role as well, and what I'd like to say to anyone out there that may want to be a juror, it's a great way to get your feet wet and try it so you know then if you are going to be applying in future, just what the jury is looking for. Yeah, exactly. So it's really yeah, exciting. Yep. Uh, let's talk a bit about the process, I guess, for these applicants because, you know, it's funny. I think um, sometimes people, no matter what kind of an award they're applying for, whether it's through you or through anything else or they're nominating someone else, they don't really know the process after they hit submit what's going to happen with that application, right? So just talk exactly. about what you guys go through. Yeah, so as as you mentioned, um, it was an, we tried to make it as simple as possible for people to apply. Mm -hmm. So we are a member-based organization. So, of course, yeah. if you're applying, you got to be a member, but there's no barrier. Um, you just sign up, and if there there's any reason that there's a financial barrier, we'll make sure we remove that as well. So once the applicant hits submit, that's when the real work begins. So our staff and our team start organizing them into packages and then sending them out to different groups of juries. So people with expertise in particular categories will volunteer. So then the packages are now sitting with the jury and the, they have those for the month of July. So we're expecting all the results to come back in uh, for August 1. And then we start building the plan to release the nominees. Amazing. So as you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, in Cornerbrook at the Rotary Arts Center on August 25th, we will be announcing all of the nominees for all the different categories. Amazing. So you can get a taste of just who is up for the uh, for the awards. I'm excited to see who will be nominated because we know this through the pandemic how people were resilient, that they became creative, they started working on a bunch of stuff. And I've talked to a number of folks on Soundtrack lately who are releasing stuff that they've kind of been holding on to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
uh, waiting for the right time. Now is the right time for them to strike. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see who's going to be out there, and, and we're going to shine a light on some of these uh, these artists because there's been a lot of great stuff happening, and it's nice to see. So we'll hear that August 25th. And when we come back, uh, I do want to uh, chat a bit about some of the things that do happen during that week, Music in a Week, yep. because it is a celebration week. There's a whole bunch of things going on. It's not just handing out awards. There's a lot of networking, a lot of playing, exactly. a lot of performing. Yep. So we'll get into all of that uh, in just a little bit. But actually, before we take a break, should mention, these are the awards that will be announced nominations on August 25th. One of the things that I do love about the organization is you guys do take the time to do some honorary awards. And that will be happening again, obviously, and looking forward to hearing that. But you guys do take that on because there are people in this province who have had a lifetime commitment to this scene, and it's very nice to see them get recognized. Yes, so, um, and that... That those honorary awards are um, done by our board of directors, and they have the right if there's something new or something happened that we want to create a new award, they have that right to do that. But we do recognize the long, long-standing lifetime achievement award mm-hmm. and a few others. Again, for people that sometimes you haven't heard about, yeah. and they're they're in the background, they've been working away for years and years and years. So we do reach out to the membership to look for nominations for the honorary award. So stay tuned for that very soon. Yeah, that will be coming out no doubt very soon. We'll uh, talk about that when the time comes. We'll be back in just a bit with more with Music NL CEO Rhonda Tolk Lane here on On Target. Your VOCM mornings with Jerry Lynn Mackey and Ben Murphy, 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays on your VOCM. And welcome back to On Target. It's Greg Smith once again for Linda Swain, joined by Rhonda Tolk Lane of Music NL. She is the CEO, of course, with Music NL. And uh, we have been talking in the last little bit about Music Celebration Week. 30 years is the celebration this year, uh, October 26th to 29th in Corner Brook. We talked about the number of applications that have come in, the huge amount of talent here, and I cannot wait to, to see who's going to be nominated uh, August 25th out in Corner Brook when you make that big announcement. But that week is more than just awards, Rhonda. I mean, there's so much that goes on for the artists, for the industry members. Uh, I guess maybe we could start off. This is one of the bigger pieces, the export program. Uh, this is a huge piece of uh, Celebration Week. It's still fairly new into the mix, I think, over the last number of years. Let's talk about it and what it means for you guys and for artists. Mm-hmm. You're right, Greg. The the export program is really a critical component for uh, any artist that is really looking to expand, you know, globally, internationally. So it's a big part of the week. But the other thing we've done, we've also broken it out um, to be throughout the year. So, but there is the the our flagship program will take place during this week, and we're working with. Um, Shelly Nordstrom. So Shelly, for anyone out there that that doesn't know Shelly, she's just a guru when it comes to exports and connections. So Shelly will be leading our export program at Music Celebration Week this year. And basically we're going to be bringing in um, between 20 to 25 international buyers and domestic buyers. So people actually that want to buy our artists and sign them up for festivals and shows and connect them with the resources they need. So we look forward to showcasing our talent to about 20 international and domestic buyers. So really important for our artists as we lead up to that week 
to to know who they are, mm -hmm. to understand how to pitch themselves to these buyers. So it's a it's a big piece of work. Yeah, and a lot it really goes into is. It. Yeah, and I know it's been very successful over the last number of years. We've seen a lot of great artists making their way uh, to a lot of different things, and obviously the pandemic kind of didn't make that easy. But with virtual things, it all worked out anyway with that kind of stuff too. So the export program certainly huge piece of the puzzle. Uh, the other thing is uh, there's a lot of fun things that go on. The songwriters camp obviously is great. We've got a lot of great songwriters around Newfoundland and Labrador, and to get them all together and let them all kind of work off each other must be something cool to see and and this is so this is a brand new thing for us so every year we always did a songwriters camp mm -hmm. this year we thought um building actually partnerships and this came about when we were at the east coast music awards um we thought and we had a chat with uh, a music publisher um his name is vince de giorgio and vince has a huge passion for atlantic musicians and he said to us have you ever thought about doing a camp just before music celebration week and then we'll release the music at the end. Amazing. Very cool. Again, another learning tool for some of our artists. So for the first time ever, we'll be doing a, a music, a songwriter's camp, and it'll start just a little bit before the week begins and give people some real, um, you know, real experience in working together with other artists and then producing a song at the end of the week. So brand new. So we're going to see how it goes yeah. in, in partnership with, with Vince. So that is an exciting part. And then, of course, I think you briefly mentioned the other um, big part of Music Celebration Week, besides celebrating and um, you know awarding people, yeah. um, is our showcases. Yeah, huge. Yeah, so letting people showcase their music to the community, to international buyers and delegates, and to their colleagues. So that's really a big piece. So we had over 70 people apply to showcase. Amazing. Now, of course, yes. It, now, I, I wish we could let everyone showcase, but we'd be... We'd That'd be, be a in, one long day, yeah. We, we'd be in Cornbrook <laughs> for weeks and months. So, uh, again, it's a competitive progress. Yeah. And, and the showcases, they do get juried. So our jurors will be picking who will get... So they'll give everyone scores, and then the highest scores, and people will get get to showcase not only will it be the highest scoring but we want to make sure we reflect the community and that we're ensuring inclusion mm -hmm. and diversity and equity on our showcases yeah. so that's another big part of music yeah celebration. showcases are always a bit of fun because you get to you know see a bunch of people that you you may be aware of haven't seen before or you get introduced to new people that you haven't seen but you may have heard that they're around the go so <laughs> showcases are definitely a huge part of a music and a week and of course that also kind of plays into to one of the bigger parts of the week as well which is the networking piece you get to be around your peers you get to be around the industry peers that you may not get to see face to face like i talk to artists every day of my life i don't like I, you know what i mean like i don't get to see them face to face more than maybe once a year unless exactly. they're coming into the studio so it's that opportunity as well to network with folks come up with some ideas and, and to, to, to branch you know people a bit closer together Exactly, and I go back to uh, one of our new directors on our board had a chance to uh, come up and attend the East Coast Music Awards for the first time ever go gone to, to, the, to the show, and he had, had said that from the outside, it sounds like it's a, it's a big party because we do have a lot of fun mm -hmm. and there's a lot of work, but he couldn't believe the actual work that was being done in the music business, yep. whether it was talking about breaking down racial barriers or how to market yourself or how to do that pitch. There's so much happens with the business side of music at these conferences. It, uh, we may be look, we, it may look like we're just having a, a great time and a party, but there's a lot of work that gets done yeah. and it will happen again in Corner Brook. Yeah, 
there's no doubt about it. Again, October 26th to the 29th in Cornerbrook is Music Celebration Week. And obviously, we, we mentioned these are parts of the week, but one of the main focuses, obviously, is celebrating the folks who have been nominated, the award winners. Uh, a couple of different avenues there, the Industry Awards Night itself, which is kind of separate, and then you have the Music Awards Gala Night. So talk about both pieces there and what that usually kind of looks like. Right. So as I, I mentioned earlier on when we were chatting, one of the things we've been working really hard is to elevate the industry as a whole and celebrate all the people in all the different roles. So our Industry Awards Night um, will be an amazing evening where we celebrate those working in the sector. That's where, of course, you've you've come away with a, a few awards yourself as an industry <laughs> professional yeah. and, and um, different awards. But this is where I talked about we'll be um, releasing the new producer of the year, yep. but a beautiful evening where we celebrate the best in class in the industry. Um, and then, of course, um, following that will be our Music Awards Gala, yeah. where we will get to showcase some of the best and brightest on the award stage and, and, and give them the praise and recognition they, they deserve as they build their career and build their CVs and have these Music and L Awards to take on, hopefully, to get... Uh, ECMAs and yeah. Junos. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. never know where, where the ceiling will hit, right? And I uh, like the, the Music Awards Gala. It's not only are we just like, passing out awards, but the nominees, the best of the best on stage, they're performing, and it's just, it's probably, it's better than the Grammys. Let's be real here. It, <laughs> it's a great night of local talents, uh, and we want folks to be able to take, uh, take a look at that. I guess all the details on, on all that stuff will come out, and then tickets will be available for the gallery. Are you going to do just members only this year? No, so what we'll be doing, um, right now, Actually, if, if you're you're a keener and you want to get, there's lots of people that need to get things because they're busy and the mm -hmm. fall is booking up and they're looking out already at 2023. So we've already um, launched our host hotel okay. is the Glen Mill Inn. We've already formed a partnership with Provincial Airlines to get you there if you need to fly with great deals and a corporate rates. As well, we're doing, uh, we're looking at some... Um, potential other ways that people need to get there, whether it's ground travel and partnerships. So there's some things already on our website, but on August the 25th, everything you need to know will be released at that time. Showcases, how to get tickets, where they're gonna be, you name it, it's coming out August 25th. No flaws on ye. No, nope, gotta get it out there. <laughs> people need a plan, they need certainty, they yeah. need to know what's happening. So now we feel we're, we're back on track and we'll be able to get things to everyone in a timely a timely manner so they can book for the fall. Amazing, of course, August 25th, the whole gamut will be released, including the nominees. Uh, and we got a couple of minutes left, Rhonda, so we wanna, of course, encourage folks, keep looking at the website, musicnl.ca, learn everything that we've talked about today. There is one thing that we should talk about just briefly, a partnership with Sing Song Inc., the Come Home Your Playlist. Uh, just little plug for that because obviously I mean if you're coming home to Newfoundland and Labrador you need the right music to fit. You do. So one of the exciting things we did in, in partnership with the province and come home year well of course uh, we had our community presenters program that gave people a little bit of money to hire local people and, and do some cool stuff but this partnership with Sing Song Inc and a, an amazing playlist and I got to tell you it is so diverse and unique. Mm -hmm. It is just amazing. And we're encouraging local businesses and tourism operators and our local coffee shops to pick a day of the week and just play that playlist. Let people experience the local tunes that we have here from coast, mm -hmm. you know, from coast to coast. It's, it's amazing. And I can guarantee you, you're going to hear some new music that you've never heard before. And you're going to hear some old, some old tunes that you have heard. So our Come Home Your Playlist uh, and our partnership with Sing Song Inc. is really something 
something you want to take a listen to. Yeah, for sure. Again, everything we talked about, including that playlist, linked up through musicnl.ca. Ron Nicole Lane is here. She is the CEO of Music NL, our guest on Auto Target today. Thanks for this. It's been a whole lot of fun. Thank you so much, Greg. I know we, we talked through a lot of stuff, but as you said, it can all be found at musicnl.ca. And looking forward to Music Celebration Week, and I'm sure we'll be talking again I'm around sure. that time for sure. It is Greg Smith for Linda Swain jumping in here today on On Target. Linda's back with you tomorrow afternoon. Thanks for listening.